All right, a lot of basketball talk this morning, but of course, there's a lot of Dylan Riola talk. Trip to USC last week, Nebraska two weeks ago. Uh, somebody who has uh, covered him and will uh, cover him uh, throughout his entire senior year and the whole experience is Eric Sorensen from Sports360AZ.com. He joins us now. Eric, thanks for your time. Welcome to uh, Mornings with Sharp and Hanley in Omaha. Gary and Nick, it's good to be with you guys. Thanks so much. Hey, I know you sat down with uh, Dylan, and, and you cover prep sports in the uh, Phoenix and Arizona area. So you got to go through the whole, as you describe it, the experience. One quick question, because people here have wondered, with Dylan transferring, is he going to be able to – he doesn't have to sit out, does he, when the high school season begins in the fall? Oh, that's everyone's uh, greatest dirty little secret, guys. Uh, to be honest with you, we don't know. So if an in-state recruit uh, – sorry, in-state transfer goes from one school to another, the AIA, which is the governing board out here in Arizona, requires that student-athlete to sit out the first five games unless there is a hardship. And I believe the Rayolas are going to appeal that there is a hardship of some sort. And if there is, he would be eligible to play immediately for Pinnacle in the fall. That's still yet to be determined. And the interesting thing is when you look at it later in the summer, that ruling isn't going to come down until right before the season starts. Oh, wow. So the the Pinnacle coaching staff is trying to decide what to do because the incumbent quarterback at Pinnacle, Wyatt Horton, who played last year as a sophomore and had a phenomenal season, hasn't transferred, might transfer, might not transfer. And a lot of that could depend on Dylan's status in the fall as to if he has to sit out those five games or not. Wow. wow. So there's the other part, and, and we, we've, had, we've had Dad on before, and, and, and I know Dom. Um, he talked about the transferring of schools. And I know the family, they kicked the tires on looking at some high schools in Southern California. But after sitting down with Dylan, because everybody asks, three high schools in three years, what's your read on three high schools in three years for Dylan? At first, it's a bit alarming, but if you cover high school football here in Arizona, it's not a big surprise because Arizona has become a hotbed nationally for recruiting, and kids know that they want to, they want to be in, on the big stage in the spotlight. Obviously, Dylan doesn't have to worry about that, being the number one recruit in the 2024 class at quarterback. Uh, again, it just depends on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's a huge red flag. Other people, like me, you know, he, he transferred to Texas to go to school in Burleson because during the COVID year, there was a lot of uncertainty if there was even going to be high school football in Arizona. Plus, you factor in his sister was at UT. His other sister is a volleyball player at TCU. So them relocating to Texas, to me, isn't that surprising. He was enrolled initially to go to Chandler, his freshman season. So when he came back from Texas, going to Chandler wasn't a big deal. And then, again, lots of speculation and rumors as to why jumping ship to his third school. But I feel that Pinnacle is just a better fit for him, not even necessarily on the football field, but just the culture of the school up in the North Valley. And from a football standpoint, Eric, what about uh, Pinnacle that could really work uh, in favor of of Dylan Ryland really kind of solidifying this overall impression that he's obviously made a very good one, but how could this look and how could this all, you know, from a, from a competitive standpoint, kind of turn out here for Dylan at Pinnacle? It's going to be the same level of competition, guys. Chandler and Pinnacle. Chandler is one of the premier programs in the nation. 
Mm-hmm. But him going to Pinnacle, he's going to stay at that 6A level. And one thing that Pinnacle does very well is develop quarterbacks. You go back through the history. We'll start with Brian Lewerke, who had a really nice career at Michigan State, as you guys know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The person who followed him was a guy by the name of Spencer Radler. Sure, you're familiar with <laughs> yeah. the name. Um, J.D. Johnson followed Spencer. He was a four-star recruit who committed to Michigan, had a heart condition, which unfortunately forced him to retire from the game. But Harbaugh honored his scholarship, and he's actually an assistant coach. He's been working with the, the QBs in Ann Arbor. And then most recently, Devin Dampier, who was at Pinnacle for a couple of years, is now at the University of New Mexico. So though, that school, Dana Zepke and that staff at Pinnacle, know how to develop quarterbacks. You had a lengthy, and, and we direct people to uh, the story at sports360az.com. You had a chance to sit down with him and, and discuss a lot of different things. Why do you think, and, and, and here in Nebraska, Eric, we, we know Dad. We've now for a, a full year gotten to know more about Dylan. Um, but he's relatively quiet. I mean, he's a, a typical high school kid. But you sat down for over 30 minutes with him. What about him is allowing him, and I know, I know the family is doing the best for him, and they run a lot of his, you know, his social media stuff. What about Dylan says to you, man, this is a kid that I have no doubt can handle all the attention he has been getting and will continue to get as he, make, he gets ready to make his decision and then move on to college where the expectations will be through the roof? I think a lot of it is his humility. When he first transferred in, I was speaking with some of the pinnacle assistants, and they basically told me, you know, they came in, the rail was sat down, Dylan and, you know, his family. And the first part of the conversation when he did transfer to the pinnacle was, how is my little brother Dayton going to fit in at this school? It wasn't, it wasn't Dylan Rayola, how am I going to fit in this team? What are we going to do on offense? I need to get my stats, blah, blah, blah. It was more focused on, I'm here, but also my little brother's here, and let's not forget about that. He's going to be a pretty good quarterback himself. And he just came across, guys, as really grounded. I mean, just the moment it does not seem too big for him. And he, as you mentioned, keeps a lot of that noise out. You know, his sister and his mom handle his social media. How many big-time recruits have their parents handling their social media in this me-first, look-at-me stage of social that we live in? I I just feel that he's he's got a good support staff, and he's not going to rush into this decision wherever he goes to school. He was pretty adamant about that. When you've talked to Dylan about the different impressions he's got from this school to that school – did anything about his his time at Nebraska stand out to you? And, you know, how how would you sort of categorize the way that he spoke of Nebraska? Well, obviously, <laughs> he's very familiar with that school from yeah. uh, his dad, uncle, all the way down the line. He was humbled by the reception at the basketball game, and he, he sort of sat back and was almost, like, sheepishly grinning about it mm-hmm. because, he didn't expect it, and I feel that he knows how important his recruitment is to all the schools, but I think it hits a little bit different with the Cornhuskers just because of the family lineage, and he's been really upfront about, hey, I'm going to be the one making this decision. My dad and my uncle are not going to push or try to sway me one way or the other, but I think, you know, there, he went on the USC visit, and now all the experts are saying, like, oh, well, USC's in the lead. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe that because 
the family is going to play this out, and I he knows how big this is for Nebraska, and he's he, you know he's they're very they're very interested in Nebraska. There's no doubt. So he's going to be throwing to a five star tight end and Deuce Robinson, who is being courted by Georgia, USC. How much of a factor on where Dylan goes will follow what Deuce Robinson decides? One quick correction on that. So oh. Deuce is actually a year older. Deuce just finished his, his senior season at Pinnacle, and he's still okay. uncommitted, guys. Hmm. The, the tie-in there, as I mentioned in my story, is USC and Georgia are both hard after Deuce. And I do feel that, it, you know, if, if Deuce lands at either of those schools, Dylan's going to take a really hard look at joining Deuce. Funny story mm. I'd like to share with you. This was last February, and I went to Pinnacle to, to talk to Deuce after one of his high school basketball games. Um, I sat in the stands, and uh, a guy by the name of Dabo Sweeney was sitting a couple rows in front of me. There were a bunch of Georgia assistants. And one of the Pinnacle assistant coaches who I was sitting with pointed to the opposite end of the gym, and there was a kid sitting up in the corner all by himself. He said, do you know who that is? I said, no. So that's Dylan Rayola. He's like, oh, is that the new Chandler quarterback? Yeah. So Dylan was familiar with Pinnacle even before he transferred to Pinnacle. And mm-hmm. he was there to see Deuce play. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're definitely very tight friends. So that will, be, that will be an interesting development for sure. Yeah, and, you know, if you continue to kind of watch this one play out, I know we're all talking about the time frame, and it, there's a lot of – I think there's a lot of belief that this thing could reach some type of conclusion within a month. If you had to guess, Eric, would you say that this is something that drags on into May, or do you think we're knowing something by, say, early April, end of April tops? He was – non-committal when I asked him I kind of pressed him on when mm. he was going to commit and he said he didn't have a timeline I think this could drag out even even a little deeper than that guys I think he's going to decide obviously before his senior season starts but it wouldn't totally shock me if sometime in the summer he commits and he's not going to go after all the smoke he's you know Deuce Robinson is as humble and grounded as Dylan is. And he just doesn't do anything on social. Like he just doesn't, it's not important to him. And I kind of feel like Dylan's not going to, you know, he's not going to announce the day he's, he's going to be committing. It wouldn't surprise me if we just wake up one day and on Twitter, we see it. He's Mm. committed somewhere. Good stuff. This is a uh, really good uh, read, Eric. Uh, People can find it at sports360az.com. The Dylan Riola experience. Uh, I'm sure that we'll be uh, chatting down the road, but appreciate the insight and uh, answering some of the questions that a lot of people have around here. Yeah, anytime, guys. Thanks so much. Have a great day. It's uh, Eric Sorensen. It's a good read. Um, interesting about the eligibility. We yeah. Talk about an uncomfortable situation. I mean, good situation to be in. You have two big time quarterbacks, but not knowing until right before the season if Dylan's going to be eligible to play. And one guy's decide whether he needs to. Find another place to play, too. Like, yeah. if this thing comes down to the 11th hour, that's... Ooh. Hey, I was just looking at the Deuce Robinson. That's a that's a dude right there. Ooh. 6'6", Looks like he's uh, in decent shape, too. So I misread. He's in this class. Uh, it is March 8th. Yeah, that's rare. We not 
So there's all kinds of crystal balls. A lot of them have USC. Mm-hmm. Um, but a five-star tight end? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the twists and turns of uh, yeah. this. But, again, it's good read. Uh, Sports360AZ.com. Uh, they are at halftime of the game that we have on in studio here. And if I caught it going to break, I believe that Auburn. 22 to 18. In favor of Wahoo. Yeah. Eight. Wahoo got upset last year in the Take opening round. That's one. an eight versus one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim Weeks, man. Jim Weeks defense. Sprinkling a little offense right now, too. What you, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. All right. See, that's a tough team to play at 9 a.m. Play that game at 1030. That might be different at halftime. Just keep making things happen for the state tournament. Uh, Just keep doing it. Brandon Vogel is uh, coming up next on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley at 1620 The Zone.